welcome to the SPS Digital Learning Hour, brought to you by the Digital Learning and Assessment Department. We're coming to you today from a conference room in Central Office, bringing you the latest news in Springfield Public Schools in regards to technology, along with inspiring interviews from teachers who are using technology in the classroom. I am your host, Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy. You can find me out on all the socials at Bearded Tech Ed. You can go to my website, beardedtechedguy.com, and you can also find me on the We Learn My SPS page. So before we get into this week's interview, I want to share just a few quick updates with you. Number one, we have some new blogs out there. We continue going through and talking about all the updates that have happened in the last six months to maybe a year of different tools that we use here in the district. The latest one that came out is on Teams. I highly encourage you to check it out. We talk about Reading Progress, which is a fantastic tool for teachers and Reflect, which is a great social-emotional learning tool built right into Teams. And hopefully in the future, it'll Teams will be built into Schoology as they're continuing to work on that. Make sure if you are out there listening to us, you also go and find the Portrait of a Graduate podcast. They've just released another episode. I encourage you to go and check it out. Also, Springfield Teachers. We are here in 2023, and we are here excited to bring you the tools challenge for 2023. There's some new challenges in there. There's some old ones in there that you may not have done, things that you have done. There are tools that you can get credit for using in the classroom. You can get some awesome badges. Get onto the scoreboard. Check it out. It's all available on the WeLearn page under the 23 tools for 2023. Also, we post out there our monthly newsletter, so make sure you go and check that out. These updates will, are also going to be posted inside of Schoology, so you'll get them delivered straight to you there also. So for this week's Interview of the Week, I met with David Steinberg, the lead tech coordinator over at Herena Elementary. Now, what's really cool is that David went from being a consultant to a tech teacher. So you're going to hear all about his journey with technology and how he has come to really embrace becoming a teacher here in Springfield Public Schools. So... Listen, be inspired, and I'll come back to you right after the interview. My name is Dave Steinberg. I am the lead technology coordinator here at Herena. This is actually my first year teaching full-time and um, loving every minute of it. Awesome. So with this being your first year, what were you doing prior to teaching? So I was actually in freelance consulting. I did a lot of technology work in addition to business consulting. If I had a free moment, uh, I often would pick up a substitution job here or there. And I really enjoyed it and thought that this could be something really, really great for me. So that's how I ended up uh, teaching full time. With your consulting, some of it you had mentioned goes along with technology. What kind of things were you doing with within technology regards? Most of the technology work I was doing revolved around marketing and management as well. I would throw in a lot of management engineering experience to help companies sort of navigate information flow. Often that would combine them with their financial structures, depending on what type of business it is. But um, a little different than uh, teaching, that's mm -hmm. for sure. But uh, most of the work that I do here at Arena in terms of the tech coordinator position, 
revolves around servicing the laptops, obviously. And I, I service some of the other technologies in the school as well. So when you first started substitute teaching, was that during COVID or was it pre-COVID where you were actually going into the schools and substituting? So it was kind of post-COVID. You know, things started opening up. Schools were getting live again. Um, and I think it was just the right time for me to get out. You know, everybody was cooped up and the right time for me to start getting out and, and really start to uh, socialize again. Absolutely. Through your substituting time, you're currently at Herena, which is a pre-K to five school. What made you choose going that route versus middle school or high school? Well, I really saw this as an opportunity to sort of get my uh, foot started. I, I really just I like the fact that these kids were energetic. They really wanted to. I, I substituted here actually once. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that the kids were super energetic, you know, ready to learn. And I really love that about them. And that's when kind of when this opportunity had opened up, I was like, yeah, this is the, this is the right opportunity for me. So uh, it was really about the, the students and how much they the willingness for them to learn. Mm-hmm. So. So when it came to applying and getting hired at Herena, what made you go the technology coordinator route versus classroom grade teacher or a paraeducator or any of the other positions that are within a school? What drew you to the computer science position? Uh, it was probably based on my my skill sets, where my strengths are. Obviously, I've been immersed in technology uh, through my other endeavors as a, a freelance consultant. But um, yeah, it really was it. It was an interest in technology, computer science, obviously. Um, the hardware stuff was really kind of just kind of came about by tinkering uh, with my own stuff. Uh, so I kind of had a little bit of an idea about what I was getting into here with in terms of the tech coordinator stuff. The teaching, we actually use, as you know, we, the district now mandates that we use Codelicious, uh, which is fantastic for a new teacher like myself. Really lays out the lesson plans nicely. I kind of modify them a little bit uh, in terms of the lectures in order I do presentations for each of my classes. You know, that can be a little bit of a challenge because I do teach such a wide swing of grade levels. So you have to make the content that's relative to um, to the grade. So, Yeah. So what is it about Codelicious that you find as a new teacher is really helpful for you to understand how computer science works at the elementary level? Well, I think that Codelicious is very good at starting at that foundational level. They really sort of give kids, uh, you know, an idea based on how to think in computer science and then apply it with certain technologies, whether it be Scratch or doing an unplug lesson. They really sort of try to best allow the kids to express themselves with creativity. So we're about halfway through this first year, your first year of teaching computer science. What are what has been some of the highlights that you've had teaching where you were like, yes, this is awesome. Some of the highlights. Well, every time I go into the class, I got to be honest, it sounds kind of uh, funny, but um, every time I have a class is sort of a highlight for me. You, you don't know where the class is going all the time, even though that you have a planned lecture. Some of the kids really have some really interesting questions. Um, again, 
computer science is one of those creative disciplines that allow the kids to express themselves uh, in sort of an artistic way, uh, especially with some of the coding that we're doing. You know, I really enjoy doing that and I enjoy that interaction. And every class is sort of different. And that's that's kind of what makes it a nice, uh, nice discipline. When I think about unplugged lessons, I think about a lot of the directional lessons that pre-K to two would do where like there would be a map and you're trying to get like either a character and then eventually with the B-bots, you're moving them around. How have you found those lessons to be effective? Well, actually, the kids respond really, really well. When I first, my first lessons to the school really were about technology care, how to care for their laptops properly. Implementing that for K, one and two was essential because the kids are relatively young and their exposure to certain technologies is is minimal. So they really need to know how to properly take care of their computers. Otherwise, we're going to end up servicing <laughs> a whole bunch of them. Their their response was great. Uh, you know, it's wonderful when you see the kids taking care of their computers and understanding that they can be fragile. Um, but uh, that was sort of an offline lesson. That really wasn't part of Codelicious. I kind of developed it alongside just realizing that this was an important aspect of the job. That is true. Being able to take care of your laptop. I mean, I, I've gone through three laptops in the past two years because of all the other things that I do and overworking the hard drive. So they just gave me a brand new one that I'm hoping doesn't crash on me as much <laughs> as the other one does. Right. So right. I definitely understand those care things. One of the key things in computer science for K to five is really building that digital citizenship foundation. Have has Codelicious had those lessons yet or are those lessons that are things that are upcoming? They have actually. It's sort of um, the lessons are broken down. So they, they provide a variety of different types of lessons. And the digital citizenship is obviously a very important aspect for especially for this, this these grade levels. Kids are just getting exposed to social media. And obviously, there's a lot of dangers out there if it's used inappropriately. Codelicious does allow for the kids to understand the importance of being responsible digital citizens. And um, again, they kind of mix them in there with the coding and doing scratch work and all the other things. So uh, it works out really well to keep uh, some variety in the lessons. Nice. Now, one of the things I used to do as a classroom teacher was I always was constantly looking ahead to see what I would be teaching and where I needed to get my students. With a subject like computer science, where you're not seeing the students every day, are there things that you're looking ahead to that you're like, this will be awesome once we get there? Absolutely. I think that one of the things that DLA allows is for some flexibility in addition to following along with the curriculum. I was really lucky. I was able to do an Excel lesson. I collaborated with the, the science department, and I was able to teach the fifth graders specifically about Excel mm -hmm. and how to use a spreadsheet. And then they did a lab in science and were able to take the results of the lab and then be able to apply them in a spreadsheet, put them into a table, mm -hmm. and were able to chart their results. And to see that type of work was phenomenal. Um, it really was. I thought that uh, they did a phenomenal job. And again, we, we have that flexibility in order to kind of um, see, see how the kids are understanding certain lessons and we can do something fun like that. So it worked out really, really well for us. 
Yeah, Excel is one of my blind spots when it comes to all things technology. It's really strange to say, considering um, I'm a Microsoft expert, but that's the one area where it's like, I don't know, spreadsheets. Ugh. Right. Well, that I actually, before I became a freelancer, I used to work for a consulting firm in Boston. And uh, we used to do lunch and learns. One of them, I used to teach Excel a lot to the to the firm. So if you ever want to do anything like that, you just let me know. <laughs> I might take you up on that. Uh, so one of the things with coding and Codelicious and computer science for K to five and pre-K, there's a lot of hands-on tools. I can think of like the Hummingbirds and the Raspberry Pis and the Bbots. Is there one that you've used that you really like? or And is there one that the students really gravitate towards? So we haven't got questions. Yeah, no problem. Um, We haven't really gotten into the kits yet. A lot of the work that we've laid so far has been regarding digital digital citizenship and um, and learning Scratch. And we will get into the kits. Um, I we have training on it. Obviously, they provide awesome training for us. I think that the Makey Makey. I think the kids really kind of seem to gravitate towards that one. Um, there's a lot of flexibility and again, a lot of creativity you could do with that. So I, I'm looking forward to doing that with the kids. Yeah. Makey Makey is a really fun tool to like tell stories with as like the character could be like moving across the board and at every spot with the Makey Makey, they can, something can come alive, which is pretty cool. So yeah, definitely. And not only that, but it kind of combines the other things that they're learning about with scratch and coding. Mm-hmm. So it works out well. Yeah. So as a new teacher, have you done a lot of collaborating? I know you mentioned doing the Excel um, earlier, but have you done a lot of collaborating with the other classroom teachers? Um, Yeah, as I mentioned, you know, on the onset of the school year, we did a lot on technology care. So I had to collaborate with a homeroom teacher and kind of figure out grade level and relative to each grade what their needs were. And then we obviously implemented a lesson that was appropriate for that particular grade. And then we obviously did the Excel course. And we have a couple other things that we're going to be doing in the future, which will really be great. Hopefully, we'll have a little bit of a tech fair. We're looking to maybe do that after MCAS. So we'll see. Nice. I love tech fairs. So a great way to, for students to showcase what they've learned. So Absolutely. So as thinking about the future, it sounds like the tech fair is one of them. You getting into some of the kits is another part of it. Uh, one part of your job is really, as a tech coordinator, is taking care of the laptops. How has that kind of affected or influenced the work that you're doing? Well, because we're a pretty large school, there's certainly no shortage of uh, tech service that needs to go. Mm. I find uh, there there are always there's always a laptop that needs servicing. So um, one way or the other, we make sure that the kids are always up and running, whether it's a key popped off their keyboard or whether their driver is malfunctioning, whatever it might be. There is certainly no shortage of things to go around here. That is true. Um, so as a new educator, one of the things that you go through if you haven't gone through already is like, have you done the new educator orientation yet? Because I know that you've got three years to do it, which is kind of weird. 
Um, I'm actually scheduled to do it. The one at the beginning of the year was all filled up. So I'm scheduled to do it on the second half of the year. So it should be coming up and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, there's always an opportunity to learn here in Springfield. It's wonderful. The PD has been one great, um, particularly in DLA. We really have had multitude of opportunities to learn and that's been very, very helpful as a new educator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. And I know for me, a lot of those new educator classes, was, a lot of that time was spent on classroom management. So, but I imagine over at Herena, because the students see you coming into the classroom, they know that they're going to be doing something fun on the computer. So I imagine there's a lot of buy-in and excitement for that. Absolutely. The kids come that, they actually come down to, I have a computer lab set up. So they come down to my computer lab and they're always anxious to get going. A lot of them love using Scratch. Um, and some of the lessons that we've been able to implement have been sort of interesting for them because it really kind of expands upon their Scratch skills. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's not just about playing some of the you know, existing Scratch games that might be out there. They're actually getting in and doing their coding themselves. And that's cool. Nice. That is really cool to see. So as a teacher, one of the things I also got a lot of times too, which was harder to do, was students making requests about things that we're learning or we're doing in the classroom. As a computer science teacher, has any students come up, have any students come up to you yet to say, hey, can we do this in the classroom? Or I want to learn more about this. I would say it's probably scratch. They they really do take to it. They They love it. They love the creativity. They love the independence of being able to go and try things. I think that they definitely prefer it over the lectures, but sometimes (laughs) usually my lesson plans go, I give them the lecture first, teach them what we need to know, and then uh, let them explore, you know, with the, with doing it themselves. Um, That's been pretty much my routine, but yeah, they, they really scratches their, uh, their go-to. That's been the request. Scratch is the go-to. All right. As we are coming up to the end of our time here, I know that thank you for taking time in the middle of your day. One of the things that I do want to hit on, and as a new teacher, this is something that is going to be very relevant the longer you are in education, is taking care of yourself outside of school. So what are some of the things that you are doing to take care of yourself? Well, you got to find, obviously, you got to find a balance in life. You know, making sure that, uh, you know, it's not just about uh, work, 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 work. Um, I have two wonderful boys. Um, one's a freshman this year and one's in seventh grade. And they are both baseball players. So my wife and I find ourselves traveling around, um, going to a lot of baseball games. Um, it's really been exciting for them. They're they're super competitive and um, they're in two great programs. So um we really we travel quite a bit and uh it's really been quite fun so that's been my work life balance and um again i wouldn't trade that for anything i, I really do i love following around my kids and, and seeing them develop so awesome so with traveling around for baseball because i played baseball too is it just new england or are we getting up and down the east coast uh, it's really up and down the East coast. Um, matter of fact, in January, we're going down to Fort Myers with my oldest. Uh, he's in a perfect game tournament down in Fort Myers. So that's going to be exciting. Um, the only problem he's, he's all nervous because, uh, he has midterms the week after he <laughs> returns. So he's like already panicked. Um, but I'm sure he's going to be able to handle it. He's a good student. So I'm sure he's going to be able to handle it just fine. 
That's awesome. So at Fort Myers, so is this at uh, JetBlue Park? I don't think so, actually. It's not a JetBlue Park, but um, so Perfect Game has their own facilities and stuff like that. Okay. So we'll, we'll be at one of the Perfect Game facilities. I'm not exactly sure where, but um, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, it'll be exciting. We have a, there's, I don't know if you know, there's a Perfect Game also in Westboro, mm-hmm. um, Northboro, actually. Um, so we, we were lucky enough to have a facility, a great facility like that up here in New England which is fantastic. And it's only about an hour away. So yeah, I didn't get as much of that growing up in Vermont. So we, we played Vermont and we played Canada and we played New Hampshire. (laughs) Well, it's certainly baseball has changed so much as well. All youth sports have changed. Um, but it's, uh, it's really, it's been a passion of ours as a family. And again, we really do love it. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking time out of the middle of your day. I know it's a Friday and there's a lot of fun things always happening on Fridays. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. It was very nice to meet you. Thank you, David, again, for this awesome interview and the chance to talk with you. Your story about becoming a teacher from being a consultant is inspiring to those who are looking at maybe making a career change and to not be afraid to do it. I love hearing about how useful all the PD is. I know our team spends a lot of time trying to make sure that any PD that we do is applicable to being in the classroom. Thanks for mentioning that. We love it here too. And always be on the lookout for those of you who are listening on TeachPoint. We are constantly adding new training opportunities available to you. They are mostly paid training opportunities, so check it out on TeachPoint. And so that brings us to the end of this week's episode. We are so very thankful that you are here listening to us here at the SPS Digital Learning Hour. If you like what you've heard, if you are inspired, please make sure that you go out to your favorite platform, rate and review. That is how we can spread out the news of how great Springfield Public Schools is. And it allows us to continue to do what we do. We love sharing what teachers are doing in the classroom, whether it's a brand new teacher or someone who's been at it for 30 years. There are great lessons to be learned. And as teachers, we're always told to go and observe another teacher. And this is one way that we get to share those things because we know we can't always go and observe. So if you know of someone who'd be great here in Springfield, We'd love for you to send me their name. I would love to be able to send them a nice flowery letter, letting them know how awesome they are and that someone thought that they were so awesome that they should be interviewed for the podcast. With that, we wrap up this week. I'm Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy, and this is the SBS Digital Learning Hour.